all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, the atmosphere is ready in the building and online. We need to hear a word from you. And we thank you that you're about to speak. We're open and we're ready. Say it. We're open and we're ready. Say it. We're open and we're ready. Make it personal. I'm open and I'm ready. Make it personal. I'm open and I'm ready. In Jesus' name. Put one more praise on it Wednesday before we go in. Hallelujah. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So our series is what? The kingdom in you. To learn what King Jesus gives us once we become Christians. And every message, you'll notice, I've been drilling in what the kingdom is. I've been drilling in what the kingdom is. Say there's a kingdom in me. Now, now watch me. The first attribute of ki- the kingdom is this. It is when heaven's attributes invade the earth. And I've taught you what those three attributes are. Romans 14, 17. For it says, for the kingdom of God is not an eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Say righteousness, righteousness. Peace, peace, and joy. Talk like an army. Say righteousness, righteousness. Peace, peace, and joy. Now, righteousness, I've taught you, it means to be right with God and right to God. Stop. There are certain things that seem wrong to you, but they're right to God. There are certain things that you're okay with that God is not. Watch me. To actually manifest the kingdom, that means that what's happening in my life is right to God and it's right with God. What do you mean by that, Bishop? You may not understand this, but maybe you needed betrayal in order to get you to your high place. What does that mean? Jesus' high place was on a cross. And on that cross, the Bible says, watch me, that that cross brought redemption for you and I. But he never gets to the cross if he's never double-crossed. 
And for some of you, watch me, it may not feel right to you, but it's right to God. And I need you to trust that he that has begun a good work in you, he shall complete it into the day of Christ Jesus. Which means, Lord, I want to be right with you and what's going on in my life is right to you. Even if it feels wrong to me, please lay your hand on yourself and say, I give you a yes. I give you a yes. I give you a yes. Uh-uh, some of y'all ain't saying it. I need you to go sit in the vestibule if you ain't going to do what I'm saying. Lay your hands on yourself and say, God, I give you a yes. I give you a yes. I, even if it hurts like hell, I give you a yes. Even if I feel like giving up, I give you a yes. Why? Because all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Say righteousness. All right. It's right with God and it's right to God, even if it's not right to you or it feels wrong to you. Now, this is important because if you do not understand that, you will falsely accuse God of things not being right, but it's only because it has offended your ego. And it has offended your perception of how life should be. Mm. Joseph never asked to be betrayed by his brothers, but it was right to God. Y'all ain't gonna talk. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. But Moses never asked to be the deliverer for disobedient people. He never wanted to do it, but it was right to God. Could it be that the fight you have been in internally is because you are trying to make it right to you when it doesn't matter whether or not it's right to you. It only matters if it's right to God. That's why I said say yes. Why? Because what I'm telling God is, Lord, forgive me for fighting with you, trying to make it right to me if it's right to you. Open your mouth one more time. Let's go old school say yes Lord all right it's right with God and right to God and it means we have good character that means we do what we say we're going to do do not tell me how great you are and your word don't mean nothing many times people have a difficult time trusting the Lord because they do not trust themselves they have a difficult time trusting the Lord because they do not take their word serious and because they do not take their word serious they think that God doesn't take his word serious so they will think that God is making suggestions when in fact he gives directives and commands God, God, God doesn't ask you to do anything he tells you to do it and said now listen let me see how you're gonna do it when I say it like that Watch me. Uh, then it means uh, peace. Peace is the Hebrew word shalom, which means nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, and all is well. Now, I said this last night in the preview of tonight's message, is that sometimes we, when we count, our issue is that we didn't count right the first time. In fact, we needed to count again because we falsely accuse God of not giving us what we need. Everybody, if you've ever said to the Lord, Lord, I don't have what I need. It feels like something is missing. It feels like something is broken. It feels like something is lacking. And God, nothing is right. What's wrong? God is like, you need to go count again, baby, because the first time you counted, you didn't count it right. Let me just remind you of some of the stories I told you. Two fists, five loaves of bread. Two is the number of witness, five is the number of grace or supernatural. God says, listen, I know that there's thousands of people to feed and you all think you don't have enough. In fact, they thought it was so preposterous that they tell the Lord, watch me, well, what are we supposed to feed them with? In fact, send them away so they can go get them something to eat on their way home. And Jesus says, no, you feed them. For some of you, you have been trying to put on somebody else's plate what belongs on yours. You've been trying to throw on somebody else what belongs to you. And that's why God keeps throwing it right back in your face. Because your mama can't do this for you. Your daddy can't do this for you. Your cousin can't do this for you. Your kinfolk can't do this for you. You're going to have to do it yourself. But baby, you are well able. Open your mouth and say, I am well able. I, 
So, 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 so they said, we don't have enough. All we have is two fish and five loaves of bread. But all they needed to do was count again because they would have counted it. Watch me from a spiritual perspective and found out two was the number of what did I just tell you. Witness, five is the number of grace or supernatural, which means I'm about to witness something supernatural. But I never would witness the supernatural if I had enough in the natural. You'll never know he's a healer until you needed him to heal you. You'll never know he's a way maker until you need a way made. Is there anybody in this building or online where you know that 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 you know who he is and what he is? Why I saw it for my I witnessed a miracle. I witnessed a miracle. I witnessed a so, so look at this. So look at this. Say nothing is missing. You literally aren't missing anything when you're manifesting the kingdom. So when you look at your life and you feel like I just feel like something is missing, that's because you can't count. Elbow somebody say count again. Uh-uh. I need you to. I need. I need you. I need you. I need you to have a neighbor that when you say that they will respond to what you say and not just elbow you and do this. I need them to do more than that. When you say that, I need them to be so excited about your next twelve months that they put a praise on the end of that. So elbow somebody and say count again. Now, haters get benched. You better celebrate me. You better celebrate me. You better celebrate your, you better celebrate. You might be sitting next to somebody that can write a check and pay your debt off. You, you might be sitting next to the next seven figures. Come on, count again, count again, count again. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, last Wednesday, I gave you the example. They go in there and watch me. They feel like they're not shalom. They get, watch me, they get thrown into the fiery furnace. Why? Because they were obeying God. Stop. Which means every fire isn't because of disobedience. Some fires are a direct result of obedience. Some storms aren't because you were doing wrong. Some storms are because you finally started getting your act together. And now that you're doing right, the storm came to try to get you off track. But I declare you will not get off track. I declare you will not fall back. You will not fall back into who you used to be. Somebody say, I'm on the right track. Watch me, watch me. Look, look, look. They, they get thrown into a fiery furnace because they're doing something wrong. And, and when they're in the fiery furnace, King Nebuchadnezzar throws them in there. And he says, make the fire hotter. Stop me. For some of you, when you compare what you go through to other people, it's worse. And the reason it is worse, you're right, it is. And the reason it is worse is because what you're about to experience is going to be, watch me, your worst is going to be better than their best. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm going to try this side. Your worst is about to be better than their best. Yeah. Middle, your worst is about to be better than your enemy's best. I, it was worse. It was worse. It was worse. It was seven times hotter than it normally would be. And the Bible says that the men that tried to throw them into the prison, that they got burned up by it. They go, in, or not the prison, the fire furnace, and go into the fire furnace. And when they go in there, the men die. They go in there. And I taught you last week, they begin to repent. But let's be honest. It seemed like they weren't shalom. Like this ain't no spiritual fire. This ain't no uh, people complaining on you on your job. This ain't no you up for, for demotion. No, this is a literal fire. Somebody say literal fire. Okay, you complain about walking through philosophical fire. Could you imagine walking into a real? 
I don't even like weather that's too hot. Y'all ain't gonna see. It's getting hot in here. All right, watch me. Look, they get thrown into a literal fire, and they're bound when they're thrown in the fire. Which, let's be honest, it looks like something's missing. Like, God, we're standing for you. How is it, God, that we're standing for you and you let us down like this? And I love what Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad, uh, and Abednego said, you know why? Because they said, our God is able to deliver us, O king, but even if he doesn't. Let me tell you what you need to mature to, to a place in your walk with God where you can say, God, I want this to happen. But even if it does, God, I want them to do me right. But even if they don't, God, I want the house. But even if I don't get it, God, I want the car. But even if I don't get it, I want the relationship. But even if they walk out, he's still. Somebody say he's still God. Say it again. Say, he's still God. And watch me. Because they have that mentality, when they go in there, what do they do? They manifest the kingdom. All of a sudden, heaven's attributes show up and nothing is missing. Why? The Bible says that the Lord shows up. And Nebuchadnezzar, whose name means protect my child, which means even in your trial, God says protect my child. Which is why the enemy has limits. <laughs> Let me tell you why you got to the edge, but God wouldn't let you get pushed over because God says, I control how far he can go. Come on. Bishop, where you get that from? Job. You can touch all of this, this, and this, but don't touch his body. In other words, you got limitations to what you have the ability to do. And for some of y'all, I need you to stop thinking your God is a sucker. No, he's not a sucker. He is sovereign. What does that mean? That God has no equal, which means he has no enemy. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. But let's be honest. It would feel like, hey, 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 something's missing. Something's like, something's broken. Ain't nothing well, God. We literally are on fire. Like, this is not no figure of speech. This ain't no social media hot boys, some hot girls. Like, no, we're literally hot. God, we're literally burning up. But what's amazing is that the Bible says when they come out of the fire, they didn't, they didn't smell like it. Which means the only way people are going to know what you've been through is you're going to have to tell them. Because your next six are going to look so good. They'll never know the hell you went through in your pre- I wish you would open up your mouth and say, I don't look like what I've been through. You don't look suicidal. You don't look like you were depressed. You don't look like you had to raise three kids by yourself. You don't look like what you've been Yeah. Listen, listen. So, so, so. It, it, it would look like something is missing, something is broken, something is lacking, and nothing's well. But the Bible says that Jesus manifests himself in the fire, and he begins to walk with them. So my son Nebuchadnezzar says, I thought we put three men in the fire. He said, oh, yes, we did, O king. He says, well, there's four men in there. Watch me. Here's what I like about four. Say four. Four is the biblical number of creativity. So whenever I see four, that means something that wasn't is about to be created. So God says, you ain't never seen me do this before. 
For some of you, you, watch me, you keep looking to the word for a miracle, and that's to give you faith. That's to let you know he works miracles. That's to let you know he's no respecter of persons. But God says, what I'm about to do for you, I'm going to... If you know God's about to do something creative in your life, I need you to throw up a four and put a shout behind it. One, two, three, go. Hey. He's about to do something creative. Y'all ain't never seen three boys walk through the fire. Y'all ain't never seen three boys walk through the fire. You've never seen three people come out the fire. You've never seen somebody homeless in May but got a new house in June. You... Come on, say yes, Lord. All right, watch me. So look, so look, look. It says, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Now, nothing looked well. But watch me say they manifested the kingdom. Something around them forced something in them to come out of them. Because how do you know that? Because Jesus didn't come through the door. He didn't come through the door of the furnace. Uh -uh, I need you to please listen to me. He didn't walk up to the door and say, hey, let me in. Let me in now. Let me. No, he didn't do that. He didn't walk up on the door and come in. Please listen to me. He did not walk up on the door and come in. He manifested in the furnace. Where did it come from? In them. Please be a good church. Some of y'all, you like, God, where's my help at? In you. God, where's my strength at? In you. God, where my support coming from? In you. God, where my miracle going to come from? From inside of me. Look, righteousness, peace, look at this last one, and joy, glad and great. I said this last night, your emotions are a choice. And part of manifesting the kingdom means you choose your emotions. So I need some of you, 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 you move too fast to respond. Ooh-wee, got quiet. I need you to learn how to stop for a second and say, I need to choose my emotion. Say, I can choose my emotion. I can't choose, I can't choose what happened, but I can choose how I feel about it. So somebody tells you, listen, listen, I got so set free. It was such a simple thing. I got so set free. Some of you, when people exit your life, you're like, oh, yeah, I ain't all that. How many of somebody exits your life, you kind of go through a whole thing? Come on, be honest. And if, and if you don't, you're lying. We, you, you go through a little thing. Now, 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 here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Now, you could choose to be crying. Oh, my God. Give me some tissue. You can choose. Give me the whole box. You can choose to have a pity party. You can choose to turn your air conditioning on 55. Sit up in a little blanket. (laughs) Order in DoorDash. Or you can say, I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance. No, Bishop, what do you mean? The truth be told, they were a leech anyhow. They didn't add no value anyhow. And God just sets you free from them. Say, I choose my emotion. In other words, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Is lo- Can I let y'all in on something? Now, this ain't for everybody. So this may not be for everybody on your row. Okay? So just you and just, just look at me. YouTube, look at me. Facebook, look at me. Harvest Channel, look at me. Twitter video, look at me. Because this might not be for everybody around you. We'll know based on their response. Because you're a high value person. 
you can't lose anybody. Why? Because you're the one that adds value. Now this ain't for everybody. This ain't for everybody. But, but watch me. Baby, I can't lose. Why? I brought the bag. I can't lose. I bring value. I can't lose nobody. I was there upside. Elbow somebody and say, you can't lose anybody. Say, you bring the upside. I wish you would be crying. Throw that over there. I wish you would be angry. Throw that over there. I wish you would be saying, why they walk out? Because God's about to replace it with somebody better. Holla better. All right, look, 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 look. Glad I choose my emotions. I choose my emotions. I'm glad and I'm great. Which means everything I do, it should be done well. And listen, hear me, Christian folk, not just out there, but how do you serve in here? It's amazing to read your praise reports out there, but is your servant excellent in here? Come on. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Watch me. It's great to hear all of how he's moving in your life out there, but, but make sure you ain't slacking on him in here. Y'all ain't gonna sit there. Because watch me, this is what got you that. And if you slack on this, you're going to end up losing that. I didn't watch it over and over and over and over again. But I know you're sitting next to somebody that's a person of excellence. You're sitting next to a man of excellence. You're sitting next to a woman of excellence. Which means anything they touch, they do it and they do it and they do it well. So look, it is, what are the three heaven's attributes? What are heaven's attributes? Righteousness, peace, joy. Which means anything I do, I do it well. How do you know you do something great? It's because people from the gutter pull you down. I need you to divorce yourself from the opinions of gutter people. Uh-uh, I need you, let's have a divorce set. Come on, listen, I'm gonna be Judge Maybelline. Give me, give me, my, give me my doctoral robe. All right, all right. I'm gonna, we're gonna go into the judges. And give me my gap, uh, the, the, that thing. What is it? I forgot to... Gavel, thank you. <laughs> I know Hebrew and Greek, but certain, certain English words, this is giving. I'm just joking. All right, watch me. I'm just joking. Watch me. Watch me. Look, everybody pay attention. Everybody pay attention. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right, all right, no, no, watch me. I need you to divorce yourself from the opinions of gutter people. Now, I'm not saying look down on people, but I, I do want to let you in on a secret. The only way you can pull somebody down is that that's an indication that you were already below. See, 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 watch me. See, truly kingdom successful people, our position is that because we're up, we lift people up. So I don't need to, I don't need to hate on you. Come on, the judge, the judge is here. <laughs> Come on. The judge is here. I'm going to be like one of them TV judges. I ain't going to zip it up, though. All right, watch me. <laughs> watch me. Watch me. Watch me. You ready? Yes, okay. so, so let me just take a moment to teach. This is called a doctoral room, and uh, the doctoral bars are on the side. Um, the uh, 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 rest of the, uh, 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 of the doctoral uh, uh, attire um, is in the back. Listen. <laughs> All right, check this out. Check this out. See, say, say I'm kingdom. So that means I'm already up. 
even if I don't feel up, I know I'm up. So I spend my time lifting people up. But when you gutter, you gotta, you look at the people that are up and you spend your day trying to pull them down. I need you to divorce yourself from the people who spend their days trying to pull you down and say, you just gave me the indication that you're not up here in the land of grape, you're down there in the land of gutter. And effective immediately, we say there's a disillusion. In other words, somebody say, I'm divorced from the opinions of gutter people. Say, if they're not lifting people up, I don't want to hear what they have to say. Divorce is finalized. Divorce is finalized. And for some of y'all, that's your own flesh and blood. Divorce is finalized. Divorce. For some of y'all, that's your mama. Divorce is finalized. That's your sister. Divorce is finalized. That's your former friend. Divorce is finalized. I look, then it's God's MO. It's God's MO. That's God's modus operandi. That's how God does what he does. And he does all things well. The Bible teaches us a powerful principle. That the way we do things, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Which means there are things that we may look at and say, God, I don't get it. And God is like, but it makes perfect sense to me. Can I be honest with you? Often, if it makes no sense to you, it makes perfect sense to God. You got me? Like, God, why pick Mary to have Jesus? Why not get a woman, watch me, who, and I taught you, if you remember from our Christmas series, I taught you that Mary had a past. Her very name meant that she had a past. Why pick a girl with a record and not get a crystal clear girl with no issues that was a goody two-shoes? Can I help you? What attracts God to you ain't been your perfection. What attracts him to you is that you got a little bit of stank in your background. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. What attracts God to you is that, watch me, you know that you don't deserve his grace or his mercy. That's why, watch me, nobody has to beg you to worship because you already know you got a rap sheet. You already know you got a past. You already know you got some stuff behind you. And if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. And it is, watch this, becoming who God says we are and possessing what God said we can. Let me go deeper here. Jeremiah 18, chapter 3, or chapter 18, verses 3 through 4. It says, so I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working. Watch me, at his wheel. Say, God is always working. working. And that's deep. because, Because a potter, even if it doesn't seem like he's working, he's working. He has a pedal that he uses to spin the pottery. And he's working. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Now, I need you to pay attention. He has to spin you to shape you. Can I be honest with you? Some of y'all, listen, you think you're easy to deal with and you're not. Okay, l- listen, let me just, listen. I love you and I mean this with all love. But, but, but trust me, some of y'all, the only way you change is when you get spun. When you get, when your life gets spun, when your finances get spun, when your family gets spun, and God says, I'm spinning you, why? To shape you, which means this is the way I had to get, you had some lumps we needed to get up out of you. You had some fear we needed to get out of you. You had some doubt we needed to get out of you. You had a bad attitude that you said, this is how I am. No, we finna spin you, boo, until we get that attitude up off of you. 
Who can thank God for the spin cycle? <laughs> hey, look. It's a spin you to shape you. And the vessel he was making. Stop. What's a vessel? A vessel is used to carry something. Uh-oh. He's not making you to show off. He's making you to carry. And many Christians like, watch me, watch me. Many Christians like to show off. And God says, but that ain't why I'm shaping you. I'm shaping you so you can carry something. And what you're about to carry is bigger and greater than what you used to carry. Which means, watch me, you don't understand why it's so much you're going through now. It has nothing to do with now. It's about what you're about to carry. My warfare ain't got nothing to do with this building or this city. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. My warfare has to do with what I'm about to carry. I need you to elbow somebody and say your warfare has nothing to do with your now. It has everything to do with your next. And you are about to carry a whole lot more than what you are kept. <laughs> this ain't about your current job. It's about the company you're about to own. This is not about your current situation. It's about the resources he's about to drop in your hands. Everybody lift your hands. I just heard the Lord loud and clear. Lift your hands, please. I just heard the Lord loud and clear. And here's the number. You ready? There's a half a million dollars that are about to be released into the hands of somebody under my voice right now. I need you to worship God. Even if it ain't you, worship God because it's going to be one of us. I heard him. I heard him. I, don't worry about somebody next to you. If they're not worshiping, forget them. It is not for them. It is for God. Say, release, God, release. Right, let's get back to the word. 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 And, watch me. Woo! Watch me. And the vessel he was making of clay. Watch me. Say, I have to carry something. For some of you, you're the one to carry your family. That's why they fight you so much. But what they don't realize is the only reason they ain't died is because of you. What they don't realize, the only reason why they're still... Job's kids thought it was because of their own behavior that they didn't die uh, up to that point. But the Bible says it was Job that was sowing on their behalf. That's the only reason God kept them. It was because of what their daddy was doing. Some of you don't even understand. You're the one carrying your family. You're the one that's carrying... This is why everybody comes to you all the time with issues. You're like, God, dog. Let me help some of y'all because you're not doing ministry. You're helping people manage misery. You need to say the same word I get. You can come on Wednesdays and get. You can come on Sundays again. You can go get on YouTube. You can get on Facebook. What you're not going to do is use me to have an illegal counseling service set up. Because for some of you, that's not ministry. You're helping people manage misery because they won't seek it for themselves because they seek you out. But back to our regular schedule message. Let's go. Watch me. And the vessel he was making, you have to carry. You have to say, I'm a carrier. Okay. A carrier means you have to hold more than everybody else. You're a carrier. And for some of you, watch me. Don't be frustrated that that's how he's built you. Because you look at regular people who are not carriers. 
and you begin to say, well, God, why? They're not, listen, they can't carry anything. They can't carry a note, a tune, a dollar. And they criticize you, but they can never do what you do. Who am I talking to tonight? They talk about you, but let them have one day in the seat of your life and they will lose their mouth. Open up your mouth and say, I'm a carrier. Saying what God's about to put in my hands will be the biggest blessing yet. Life and death in the power of the tongue. Life and death in the power of the tongue. Life and death in the power of the tongue. Say what God's about to put in my hands will be the biggest blessing yet because I'm where the favor resides. Some officers made this shirt for me. I said, let me change. All right, watch me. Look, 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 look. And the vessel he was making. He's not making you to be some object that just sits on the table that never gets used. All of us have things in our home. I would say most of us. Let me ask the question. How many have things in your home that you set it there to be a showpiece, but it doesn't do anything? It's not functional. Matter of fact, if you grew up, watch me. If you grew up in the South, there was a whole room of stuff that wasn't functional. And how you know they didn't want you in there? Because they left the plastic on it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. They left the plastic on it, and then they had one of them big white, get my big white coffee table. <laughs> Tonight's random prop night. They had big white, a big white King James version of the Bible sitting in there. You couldn't touch it. You couldn't, me- that was like the, uh, that was like the holy word of God. Like, like that was the, like God himself put that Bible there. It was for show. And watch me. They called it the living room, but nobody lived in the room. He said, stay out the living room. Well, ain't nobody in here. Nobody comes in here. This is not a living room. We don't live. They, here go. They had this type of Bible. On the coffee table. Right there. Don't go open that Bible up. They felt like these were the tablets of stone. They felt like Moses with the Ten Commandments. The Holy Word of God. I, I say, I'm not just for show. Say, I'm to carry. This is good. And the vessel he was making of clay. Here's, what's, here's what I love about this. Clay is finished in fire. Once he shapes clay, clay, you ready for this? Let me show you your life. Once he shapes you, he sets you aside and lets you dry. This is why some of you feel overlooked. You're just sitting on the drying shelf. This is why some of you have said, God, when is it going to be my turn? Baby, you know it's your turn when he takes you off the shelf and puts you in the fire and when he puts you in the fire that means you're about to be finished for anybody dealing with some fiery situations in your life I need you to give God 10 seconds of praise why? that means I'm finished that means I'm finished that means I'm finished it's finished in fire so the fire, the fire, watch me, the fire is the finish. 
Okay, so let me just rock you through this in case you don't feel. So potter, they'll shape clay. They shape the clay into what they want. Their hands often will remain steady because what's moving and being spun is the piece of pottery. It's the clay. Got it? Now, once it's done, they take it off the potter's wheel and they give it a season. on a shelf. Oh my God. They give it a season on a shelf where you're watching stuff happen for other people while you on the shelf. You reading other people's praise reports while you on the shelf. You're seeing things happen for other people, watch me, who are less skilled than you and can't carry as much as you. I need you not to die on the shelf. Oh, my God. Open your mouth and say, thank God for my shelf. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, 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 you sat on the shelf. You have to dry. reason you have to dry is because if that water, listen, if the water isn't gone from the clay, when you put the clay in the kiln, in the furnace, it's going to crack. And all of that work will have been for nothing. And God has been taking his time with you to make sure that in the last six months of 2021, you don't crack. You ready? Here you go. First one in a year and a half. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't you dare crack. He let me sit. He let me sit. He let me sit. Not as punishment, but so that I would not crack. Look at somebody else say, you're not going to break. You're not going to break. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. You're not going to crack. You're not going to break. Yeah. Woo. I can stop right there. Everybody stop this. I can stop. I can really stop right there. Should I finish? I, I'm good. Like, I got my whole word. You ready for this? Um, I remember from art class, I remember my art teacher when I was in elementary school because she, some, she had a weird name, and she was an art teacher. And we have lots of educators in our church, so we love all teachers. <laughs> But everybody know the art teacher didn't quite look like and act like the rest of the teachers. The art teacher and the music teacher were the two, like, y'all look different than the rest, rest of the teachers. We love everybody, right? We love our teachers. That's why I remember, watch me, because she was distinct. So I remember making pottery. This is crazy that I remember this. The Lord's bringing it all to me right now. I remember making pottery, and, 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 and because she was distinct, she knew how to handle it. And here's what we discovered. I remember one time, I remember one time we were making a little small little thing, and it dried real fast. One time I called myself making something big. And so I came in the next day. I was like, is it ready? She said, uh, it's too big. 
I'm gonna come over here because these people. The bigger the vessel, the longer it has to sit to dry. That's why for some of y'all, it's been years. That's because God's about to do something. Open up your mouth and say something big is about to bless my life. Takes longer to dry, the bigger it is. All right, look at me. God, uh, look at this. Look, look at the verse. It says, uh, and the vessel, say, I'm a vessel of clay, uh huh, was spoiled. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh, spaghettios. Uh, spoil. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it means it resisted. You don't like the spin you're in. You don't like the shelf you're on. You don't like the fire you're in. Oh, my God. So you resist. So you hold on to the water you're supposed to release, which is why you break. You hold on to the people you need to let go, which is why you break. You hold on to the mentalities that you need to let go, which is why you break. You keep fighting to be who you were, not realizing. Read, read the rest of the verse. Read the rest of the verse. So he reworked it. Watch the next part. Into another vessel. Shut up. What does that mean? I don't even look like what I started as. Because he reworked me. into a whole nother vessel. Oh God, let me, let me have that, uh, come on. <laughs> let me have that, uh, with the pins, pin, pin holder. Let me have a pin holder, let me have a pin holder, and then uh, give me something big. I don't know, something big, something big. I don't know, just gonna go with it. This is what you were. This is all you could hold, a few pins. And you were porous. So, 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 so you, were, you had a lot of holes. Anything, anything could get to you, anything would mess with you, anything would stretch you out. What was going on around you easily got in you. And you got spoiled, you got spoiled. When it didn't go your way, you got an attitude. When it didn't go your way, you didn't come to church. When it didn't go your way, you didn't give. When it didn't go your way, you didn't serve. When it didn't go your way, you weren't nice to people when you didn't go your way. And God says, oh, you gonna be spoiled? So he says, let's go back over here to the wheel. Put you back on it. <laughs> Come on, this is good. Let's go back to this spin cycle. Let's go back to this spin cycle. Let's go, and now what was in you, that's, yeah, yeah, let's go back to this spin cycle. The little you did have, I messed that up. The little relationship you were working on, I tore that up. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Uh-huh, because I'm making you into something totally new. And by the time I'm done with you, you're going to be a whole new. You're going to be bigger and you won't have those holes. You're going to be bigger and you will not have those holes. You will carry more and you will not be that fragile. You will carry more and you will not be that prideful. You will carry more and you will not have a bad attitude. Somebody say, I'm a new vessel. Yep. All right, watch. 
He reworked it. Into a whole nother vessel. Wow. Look at this last part. As it seemed good to the potter. Uh-oh. So here's the challenge. Because see, because see, kingdom becoming who he says I am. What he said I can have. He says, I don't consult you. I didn't, I, I didn't sit down and take a survey of how you felt about it. In fact, the more spoiled you sound, the more spinning I do. Some of y'all just need to let the Lord know you ain't going to fight him no more. You just need to let the Lord know you get a yes. God, I'm about ready to get off the spit. I will not be spoiled. I will not fight you. But God, I give you a yes. God, I give you a yes. All right. Here we go. So watch me. You ready? I can really stop right here and I'm good. But the truth be told, that was the appetizer. Y'all want the next piece? All right, let's go to the next piece. So possessing the kingdom, here it goes, requires battles. Those battles are doing the work. Now, now stay with me. Daniel chapter 7, verse 21. You've seen this verse several times in the series so far. As I looked, this horn, this sound is what that word means in the Hebrew language of the Old Testament, made war. What's war? Battle after battle with who? The saints. Who are the saints? Christians. Say, we're the saints. And prevailed over them. Stop. 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 The battles were beating them. The battles were wearing them out. The battles were making them say, I'm tired. Who in the building and who online in the last six months you have said something to that effect? The Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm tired. Every day I get up, the devil come after me. <laughs> no, ain't no key because it ain't got no good sound. It ain't, ain't no key. You looking for a key? Ain't no key. It's just a mess. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? For a while, the sound was whooping your head. For a while, the sound had you silent. You get up. Now your office is three steps over. So you get out the bed. You used to get ready. Now you just get up and just three steps over. Ain't brush your teeth, ain't comb your hair, ain't wash your face. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for calling. <laughs> it's quiet in the building. And watch me, watch me. During the pandemic, here's what the enemy was hoping. He was hoping that the sound would silence you so that when the earth opened, you'd still be stuck in the house. Mm -mm. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. What do you mean by that? Let me make it very practical to you. Because there's something called social anxiety where people are saying, I'm so used to being by myself, I don't even want to be around folk no more. And, but, but watch me. You have to be around people because you're called to people. 
Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. So watch. He was hoping the sound was going to silence you. Because eventually, eventually, when something becomes so loud, either you get louder or you give in to it. You give in to it. You just say, you know what? Okay, y'all, y'all shout. All right, you shout, and then I'm going to try to talk. Run, two, ready, go. Well, I just... Hello? All right. Great. Now, I need y'all to do that when I say give God praise. Cause, right? Now, listen. Now, listen. Now, I... Now, watch me. I can listen to your sound. Because remember, the sound was making war. So it's not that the devil comes in with a pitchfork and a little red tail, a little red suit, talking about, hey, girl, hey, boy. That's not how it works. That's how it works. Instead, you see something that creates a sound in your mind. So you, watch me, you see something on social media that creates a sound in your mind saying, how come it's not happened for you yet? So now that sound is now at war with you. So now you feel, you felt accomplished until you heard the sound. And when you heard the sound, now you feel like a failure. You have me? So, so what happens is that either it gets louder or you do. And for a while, let's be honest, we let it. Come on, my hands up. There are some sounds I let straight silence me. There were some sounds I was like, you know what, that's right. But it wasn't right. It was just loud. <laughs> Watch me. Often we mistake, especially in American culture, as the loudest one is the right one. But just because you're loud about what you say doesn't mean you're right in what you say. So God says, I just need to see if the saints are going to get louder than the sound against them. I need you to release a sound on three that shuts the enemy down. If you don't want to release it, don't say nothing. But if you know you've been at war with some stuff, you need to shut down in the spirit on three. Open your mouth and Shabbat. That means shout one, two, three, go. Hey. Everybody shout glory to God. Watch me. So watch me. The sound was winning. And then look at the next verse. Until the ancient of days came. Well, Jesus has come. So it is time. Watch me. It's been time. But the sound is hoping that you would never find out. The sound was hoping that you never tapped into what was in you. The sound was hoping you do like, yo, watch me. The rest of your bloodline has done which is they let the sound isolate them and punk them and put, watch me, there were folks in your family, watch me, I'll know by your response, there were folks in your family who used to be more spiritual than you. But the sound punked them and the sound pushed them and now they used to be the one trying to get you to be spiritual, now you're the one trying to get them to be spiritual. Why? Because you learned how to make a sound to go to war with the sound. Watch me. Let's go. Let's go. Until the ancient of days came and judgment was given, made for us, 
the saints of the most high and the time came say it's time, it's time. when the saints possessed the kingdom so what did i teach you on sunday that because that's a battle going on and in any battle watch me a battle needs soldiers and soldiers need equipment so you're a soldier and you need equipment say i'm a soldier, I'm a soldier. and i need equipment Ephesians 4.11, why do we come to church, Bishop? He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, shepherd and pastors, same work, to do 12, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, which means we come to church to get equipment. That's one of the reasons, several reasons. One of the reasons that we come here to get equipment. For some of you, watch me, because you forsake the assembling in the building or online, when you go to fight, you have no equipment. So when you're at war with the sound, you don't know what to do. Because the message you missed was the one that you needed to get you through. So what I want to challenge you to do, I need your faithfulness to church to be on a whole nother level. Why? It's not because you're checking some box with God to say, see God, see God, see God. It's no God. If I don't get this equipment, if I don't get this equipment... If I don't, yes, I worship you. Yes, I love you, and that's preeminent. But God, I also came to get me some equipment. I, and what's that equipment? Look at Ephesians 6 11. Put on the whole armor of God. You may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And what did I teach you on Sunday? That he's a schemer, he literally will set up devices. And he will scheme against you. A good scheme always deceives those that are being schemed. So, so watch me. You have to be careful that you don't say something like this. I know me. No, you don't. The Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked above all. Who can know it? You are who, which means you don't know you. You know what you have deceived yourself into thinking you know about you. Because somebody says, so-and-so would never do that. Mm, baby, don't put nothing past nobody. Don't, don't put nothing past nobody. Right? Well, I see Say, say, I will not fall for the schemes. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and where? Heavenly places. Which means my earthly warfare started in the spirit. Something spiritual is behind natural opposition. So you will say, well, you know, it's just this person, their attitude. But pay attention, because if you pay attention, you'll notice that same spirit has always been the thing you fought against. It's quiet in the building and quiet online. If you pay attention, that issue is the same. It's a different body, same spirit. Different situation, same spirit. Did you hear what I just said? Okay, let me give you scripture to back it up. Jesus, he is fasting for 40 days, 40 nights, and he's in the wilderness, right? Right? All right, Bible says, and then the enemy comes to tempt him. Satan comes to tempt him and says, he gives him these temptations and says, you know, do this, and, um, and I'm going to give you this. Jesus always responded with the what? The word. The word. Sean said the word. And then he says, get behind me, Satan. Get away. I've had enough of you. Get out of here. You say one more word. Satan flees, watch me, for a season. The Bible says that Judas is filled with Satan. Esarkomai is the Greek word, which means he had a conversation that introduced a thought that released the spirit. I'll back it up so you get it. He had a conversation that produced a thought that released the spirit. 
Which means Judas, when Jesus picked him, pay attention to this. And if you don't shout over nothing else, you better shut off for this. They weren't like that when you started with them. But something has filled them that came from something that has been before. And now you are dealing with something spiritual in something natural. When Jesus picked Judas, he was loyal. When Jesus picked Judas, he was dependable because Jesus picked him to count the money. You don't pick no scheming skeezer to count your money. So what does Judas do? He goes and has a conversation with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those that hate Jesus. See, you need to know, pay attention. Let me tell you one of the greatest things I learned to do to help me know how to deal with people is, is, is I don't just pay attention to what they do around me. I say, Lord, I need to know, please listen to me. If you don't get nothing else, I need you to get this. I say, God, who are they around? Because they know, it's easy to shalom, sir, all up in my face. But watch me. But if you're around a snake, if you're around a Judas, if you're around a Jezebel, if you're around an evil-spirited, oh, God, I almost said something. You can't help but to eat. For some of you, you say, no, that's my friend. You need to check who they're around. You single people, well, no, I just got my own friends. You better go check who they're around and check where they're going and check because that spirit's going to come back. <laughs> Judas has a conversation with the Pharisees and Sadducees. And the Bible says, and Satan filled him. He was loyal till he got filled. Watch me, with what he thought he could control. So he thought, oh, no, no, I'm just going to go see what they're talking about. <laughs> Baby, that was a setup to release a conversation, to release a thought that would release a spirit. Oh, my God. You got to be careful. Watch me for the second time in a year and a half. Touch your neighbor and say, Watch out for who's around who you're around. They used to be your best friend until they started talking to her skis in behind. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight. They, they used to be loyal until they started hanging out with your haters. They used to love you. And you blaming yourself. Watch me. It's not that your discernment didn't work. When you, watch me, you, you stopped discerning once you began to trust. That spirit wasn't present when you first met him. Watch me, pay attention to the shift in the people around you. Oh my God. Pay attention when they don't look at you the same way they used to look at you. I feel like preaching tonight. Pay attention when they don't support you the way they used to support you. Pay attention when they don't clap for you the way they used to clap for you. I need you to pay attention. You don't get nothing else. I need you to get that segment right there. Because when Jesus picked Judas, he was loyal. 
When Jesus picked Judas, he was a good guy until he had a conversation with who didn't like Jesus. And then he ate a thought. Esther caught my, and that thought now filled him. So he leaves, and the Bible says, and then from that moment, he begins trying to figure out how he might betray Jesus. Watch me. I need to set you free. Because some of you, you were like, I just don't know what happened. I, I just, I, I'm just, who, who in the building and who online? You've got some friendships, relationships, partnerships, whatever, that, that in your past that you felt like, oh my God, like how did this happen? Like you took on the burden of guilt and shit. Listen, in the name of Jesus, I say be set free from that. Can I get you to lift your hands and say, I release guilt, shame, condemnation. Bitterness. Say, I couldn't have discerned it because it wasn't there at that time. But I pray your discernment be sharpened. I pray that you would perpetually discern. That the Lord would show you what you need to see so you know what you need to do. In Jesus' name, I need YouTube to praise him. I need Facebook to praise him. I need the building to praise him. I need Twitter to praise him. I need an Insta story to praise him. Say yes, Lord. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Look, look, look at verse 13. Was that not deep or what? And here's what'll happen. People who you thought were going to be problems up front will sometimes get it together. Because what was in them initially got off of them. Oh, God. That, I got to move. I got to move. All right. I got to go. I got to go. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. That's good to me. So I can stop here. That was the Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts. For those of you who don't eat Brussels sprouts, Lord, touch. No, I'm just joking. No, I love them. I like them deep fried. <laughs> I ain't just gonna steam them with no seasoning and no butter. Now I, I ain't about that life. No, now put some sauce on it now. <laughs> what? Hey, verse thirteen. Come on, let's be spiritual. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Say twice that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. What's the evil day? Evil means contrary to. When everything's coming against you, you're going to be able to stand because you have on armor. And what's the armor? The belt of truth. I taught you that. Blessed prayer of righteousness. I taught you that. Shoes of peace. Say, I bring my peace with me. Listen, even when you have to be in environments that are not peaceful, bring your peace with you. Matter of fact, be so spiritual, you're a walking rebuke. When you walk in the room, every devil, every witch, every warlock, they look and turn, but they got, don't you run, you put them on the run. Open your mouth, say, I'm a walking rebuke. All right, so watch me, watch me. Uh, shoes of peace, shield of faith to quench the, uh, the uh, fiery darts of the evil one. Helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. Verse 18, this is where we ended on Sunday. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer. Say all time. All time. Can, can I push you to do something? Can I push you to not wait to pray until Monday night and Wednesday night and Sunday? Can I push you, watch me, can I push you to pray all day? 
We said it like this several messages ago. If you pray all the time, you won't lose your mind. Luke 18.1 says, uh, men ought to pray at all times. Watch what Paul says. Paul says, uh, he says, listen, praying at all times. But he gives a caveat. He says, and pray in the spirit. Because there's certain things that you're facing that you don't even know you need to shut down. And when you pray in the spirit of the Holy Ghost, when you pray in the spirit, it will pray for you the perfect will of God. You didn't even know what was around the corner, but when you pray in the Holy Ghost, he's going to protect you from what was around the corner. Can I be honest with you? There are several things, watch me, that never made it to you because prayer killed it. It wasn't therapeutics that got you through corona. That was prayer. Cut. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It, was, it wasn't just that you are, are mentally strong, that you have not crushed. It was prayer. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So watch this. He says, praying in the spirit. It's praying in the Holy Ghost. If you don't know about that, get the series Ghost. I've taught on it several times before. Several messages on the Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit, all of that. With all prayer. Prayer means to ask because this is for you. And what? Supplication. He says, he says, here's how you're going to fight these battles, is you have to pray for other people. So, so, watch, so watch me. If you're so self-centered and focused on what you're dealing with, you may lose your battle because you didn't help somebody fight theirs. It's right there. All right? For the third time in a year and a half, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, help me fight my battle. And I'm going to help you fight your battle. Say, help me fight my battle. And I'll help you fight your battle. Say, help me fight my battle. And I'll help you fight your battle. You ready? So watch me. In just a moment, I'm going to have you to help somebody fight their battle. All right? But watch this. But here's what happens. With that armor, with that armor, bring me the armor. With that armor, what happens if something, pay attention, what happens if something makes it through? What happens if something makes it through? What happens if something gets past the armor? Because nowhere in here did he promise you wouldn't get wounded. He just said you're going to win. Come on, Wednesday. Nowhere in here did he say, and you, he said you'll withstand, but he didn't say you ain't going to stand with some blood. I mean, helmet of salvation. Matter of fact, come here, put this on. Give me your hat. Put your hat on him. You put this on. There you go. No, other way. Other way. <laughs> you definitely gonna get wounded if you got it. We're gonna go right for the back of your head. Watch it. Now look at all the places he's exposed. Helmet is I got his. He got a best plate of righteousness. Let me get that neck though. I need you to pay attention. Because when the enemy recognizes your armor, he's, he seeks small places. He seeks, thank you, he seeks small places. Small places where he can get you. 
So I, I got his neck. Watch me. If I can cut the blood supply, if I can make it feel like it's choking him, if I get his ear, if I mess with how he hears, he has a shield of faith, but he doesn't have a shield for his eyes. So let me mess with what he sees. You'll catch it in a moment. You'll catch it in a moment. Uh, watch me. He, he, he's, got, he's got his shoes of peace, but watch me, but it has no mouth guard. So let me pierce him in his mouth so that he speaks things that become his own defeat. The enemy will look for little areas. And you will ignore all of your victory because he got you right here. You ever notice how a little small paper cut? You had your whole body half open like, I'm good, child, I'm good. But the small little paper cut. And you put a little hand sanitizer on it. Ooh. You had four babies, you did all that. But a little, <laughs> fellas, you didn't have arm surgery, knee surgery, leg surgery, foot surgery, eye surgery, ear surgery, but a little paper cut. A little paper cut. Got you. What happens if you get wounded? What happens if you get wounded? You ready? Don't stop the work. All right. Say, don't, don't stop, stop the, work. the work. Last verse and we out. Last set of verses. Nehemiah 6 and 3. Nehemiah is the king's cupbearer. Nehemiah gets permission to go and rebuild the wall in his city because his city was burning down. Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. You'll catch it. Nehemiah was the king's cupbearer. He was a vessel. He was a carrier. I need y'all to connect these dots like I connected them. This is like a puzzle at the restaurant. All you got to do is connect the dots, all right? Watch me. He goes to the king. The king looks at him one day and said, what's wrong with your face? I don't come in here and give me my water with your face all down like that. Why, why are you in here sad? He says, well, sir, my nation is in ruins and, and all that and all that. And watch me. He's the king's what? Cupbearer. His, watch me. His serving gave him access. Let me see if I can say it another way. He didn't have a high position, but he didn't need one. Some of y'all are chasing clout and titles when you need to chase a towel. Because if you chase a towel, I'm going to get access to the decision maker. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I'm a servant. Lord, I'm a servant. Look. Come on, YouTube, Lord, I may serve. And Lord, I may serve. I'm not chasing clout. I'm not chasing a title. I don't need a collar. Give me a towel. That's my story. I never chased anything that was bestowed to me. I chased a towel. All right, watch me. Look, so he's in position. He's the cupbearer. And the king says, I tell you what, I'm going to let you go. You can go. Go build it. Go do it. He's a cupbearer. He's a vessel. He's a vessel. He's a vessel that carries vessels. Let me help some of you. Watch me. When the mantle of leadership is on your life, you are not just a vessel. You are a vessel that carries vessels. Which means you can't just be strong. You got to be strong, strong. 
Okay, some of you will get it. Strong, strong just means, listen, I, I, listen, I know you could quit because of that, but baby, I'm strong, strong. I, I know you felt like that was a storm. I felt like that was Tuesday morning. And some people don't understand your strength. In fact, they'll criticize it and say, woo-wee, it's woo-wee. Well, I'm a vessel that carries vessels. If you know you're a vessel that carries vessels, give God three seconds of worship. Go, three, two. I'm not just a vessel. I carry vessels. I carry entrepreneurs. I carry leaders. I carry CEOs. I carry bosses. I carry decision makers. I carry curse breakers. I care, and because I carry carriers, I gotta be stronger than the carriers I carry. That's the word. Let's go. God, okay. So Nehemiah is building the wall. Somebody say they're working. And they building 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 and they building. And right when they get midway through, three people. How many? They find out what Nehemiah is doing. And remember, the kingdom, glad and great. So what do you think these three come to do? So much so, so much so, they said to Nehemiah, if y'all don't shout, they said, hey, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, come on down. And let's meet in the valley of Ono. And you know what Nehemiah says? Oh no! That's the name of the valley. Oh no. Oh no. Read it. Watch me. Five times they tried to get him to come down. Which means some of you, you think that because it's persistent, it's God. rebuke you listening to the enemy and just because he's persistent you keep saying it must be God the devil knows how not to quit too Woo. this is too much this is too much this is too much oh my god you ready five times come on down Nehemiah oh no come on down Nehemiah oh no come on down Nehemiah oh no come on down Nehemiah I said no. Fifth time they threaten him. Fifth time they threaten him. And uh, they make up something. False accusations are the final stage before spiritual elevation and promotion. You need somebody to lie on you so God can lift you. If you people don't give God glory... I need you not to be mad at who lied. I just need you to say, bingo, it's my elevation time. Bingo, it's my upgrade time. Bingo, B-I-N-G-O. Jesus, the final stage. Joseph, the final stage. Do you see a pattern here? For some of you, you I just don't know why this is happening. I know. Because <laughs> you wouldn't go to the valley of, oh no. <laughs> God's about to take you all the way up. I got to go, but watch me. I sent messengers. If I pay attention. 
Just because people, listen to me, just because people demand an audience does not mean they get one. I learned a long time ago what audience is, mm, 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 oh no. (laughs) Why, it's poison, (laughs) poison, poison. Watch me. Say five times. I sent messages. In other words, Nehemiah said, I'm not going to tell you myself. Because I recognize a conversation will introduce a thought that will release a spirit. You ready? See, some of y'all, watch me. They sent it by somebody, send it back by somebody. Some of y'all, okay, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Ain't that something? How the camera shake? Ain't that something? That shook the wall. Do you hear me? How did the camera shake? <laughs> My God. You ready? And I sent messages to them five times. Y'all, here it is. I am doing a great, a, a king, a great, a kingdom, a great, a king. I am doing a kingdom work. Joy. Glad and great. Look at his word usage. I am doing a great work, which means I'm manifesting something out of me, around me. And I cannot come down. Watch his words. He could have, but he was so focused on the work that he said coming down is not an option for me. I need you to lay your hands on yourself so it's not an option for you. It's not. He says, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. In other words, he says, this isn't even an option to fool with you. This is not even an option to deal. I'm not coming down. Come down there for what? Why should I leave the work? Pay attention. He said, what I'm doing is connected to who I am. So if I abandon my what, I abandon my who. Oh, my God. He says, why should the work stop and I leave it? Where were they at? Halfway through. And come down to you. He said, why does this even make sense to you? And you want to know what their names mean? Watch me, because some of y'all, you got three people in mind, but these names actually mean something deeper. Number one, Sanballat. Something bad that dies tries to come back to life. It gets you to stop the work. There's a reason it died. There's a reason it's your past. But it tries to come back to life. We going, we going, we going. Tobiah is the second guy. When he says, I sent messages to them, here's the them. These three guys. Tobiah, people problems. So now, not only is the past messing with you, but now you have people problems. So it's not that you don't know what to do. It's just the people you need to do it are the problem. People problems. And then the last one is Geshen. Geshen means rainstorm. Rainstorm means everything that can go wrong goes wrong. It's not just raining. It's a rainstorm, which means the wind is blowing. 
The lightning is flashing. The thunder is roaring. It's a storm. And I'm trying to keep from getting wet so my moves are erratic because I'm just trying to keep from I can't mess my shoes up I can't mess my hair up you just spent four hours at the beauty shop you cannot and so now your moves don't make sense because you're running from a rainstorm Anybody that's ever been in the middle of a rainstorm, you know, you don't make moves that make sense. You do stuff that, that doesn't make any sense. You're trying to avoid a puddle and step right into one. The past people problems and a rainstorm show up. And when they show up, they tell Nehemiah, come down. Come down. Stop. Give up. It's only a temporary break. It's only a temporary pause. It's not a big deal. Stop. But he says, come down for what? I'm doing a great work. And watch his prayer in verse 9. Look at me. Here it is. Here's your shout. Everybody stand. We're done. Everybody stand. If I have you stand, then we can end. You ready? Yes, Has this blessed you? Yes, sir. So remember I told you the fifth time, what they do? They lied on him. Nehemiah responds, if you can read the story for yourself, he says, what you're saying, you made up in your own head. None of that's true. You've had people make up stuff. You're like, you just. Watch me. Look at this last part. They wanted to frighten us. Who wanted to? A rainstorm? Past? People problems. Thinking. Look at the next part. Their hands will drop from the work. Look at your hands. Your hands represent progress. Interestingly enough, when the Lord cursed Adam, he said, from the sweat of your brow you shall eat. But, but watch me. But he didn't curse his hands. Another, another message for another day. Say, my hands bring my progress. You talk on the phone with your hands. Sometimes. You speak. You pick up. You grasp. You type. You create. You do. Your hands represent your progress. Y'all ready? They wanted to frighten us. But I need you to say this with authority. Say, but I'm not scared. Let's go to the hood for a second. Say, I ain't never scared. Thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. Everybody pay attention. What were they attacking? Was it Nehemiah? No! It was what he was doing. But here it is. But now, oh God, strengthen 
my hands. The things I need to make progress strengthen my hands. I need you to lift those hands and I need you to pray the same prayer Nehemiah prayed. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I will not come down from the great work I am doing. I will not come down for the new kingdom person I'm becoming. I will not come down for the Christian I'm becoming. So strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands in Jesus' name. Release a praise right there, y'all. Glory. 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 Strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. And the Bible says, and here's what the Bible says, is that they got it done. If you keep reading in the chapter, we won't show it to you, but you can go read it in your own time. The Bible says they got it done. They got it done in 52 days. They rebuilt the whole wall in 52 days. I mean, it's like some, some, some Chinese technology you know they built a building in a couple days a whole hospital like how did they do this if you counted what he had it wouldn't have counted but he counted again nothing was missing nothing was broken nothing was lacking all was well say 52 days this isn't for everybody but somebody needs to take this for themselves and I need you to mark 52 days I need you to mark 52 days from today. This is not for everybody. If that didn't jolt you, don't do nothing. If that didn't jolt you, don't do nothing. But for somebody where that jolted you, you were like, oh my. I need you to mark 52 days. And then here's what I need you to do. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to cover in prayer what it is you want done in 52 days. You wrote it. Online, you can type it, and I want you to just take 10 seconds to pray. We gotta go, so I need you to do it real fast. Ready, go, pray, cover it, cover it. Strengthen my hands, God, to get it done. Strengthen my hands, God, to get it done. Come on, strengthen my hands, come on. East Coast, we're almost done. I know, we're almost done. Strengthen my hands, God. Strengthen my hands, God. Strengthen my hands, God. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Strengthen my hands, God. 52 days. Covered in prayer. Say, and it shall be done. In Jesus' name. I just need you to, you can just elbow, just, just elbow somebody. We ain't going to do full hand grabbing yet. We're going to let you ease it to it. Just connect elbows and just keep it up. And just say, now I'm covering you in prayer. Remember I told you we are going to do that prayer and supplication? You're going to win your battle because you're going to help them win theirs. So here's what I want you to pray for them. Say, in the name of Jesus, I pray God strengthen your hands so that you don't stop the work. Do not come down to the valley of Ono for Sanballat, Tobiah, nor Geshen. You've got this because God's got you. I stand in agreement 
with whatever you just declared will be done in 52 days. I stand in agreement with you. I stand in agreement with you. You have not come this far to fail, to fall, or to falter. I speak one word, victory. Woo, come on. Come on, digital. Come on, Denver. Say, I speak one word, victory in Jesus' name. We got to go heads bowed to our souls. We got to go heads bowed, eyes closed in the building and online. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure wherever you're at in the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand online. I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, just respond. Wave your hand in the building. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself, Lord, or be sure online. Do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. Everybody, real quick, lay your hands on yourself. Pray it with me. I'm going fast. Say, Lord, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief because of this confession this is my first time praying this i am now a christian if i was far from you i'm reconnected to you great days are here for me in jesus name amen i need you to take out your phone text the decision to 877-552-4746 if you just gave your life to the lord for the first time or recommitted yourself to him y'all did you make a decision to become a christian for the first time or recommit your life to jesus we want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday how powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away connecting to remote operating room giving a whole new meaning to the term house call operation complete the cox network with gig speeds everywhere it's internet built for tomorrow today cox bringing us closer in cox serviceable areas speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms apply other restrictions may apply